Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. For those who live life one quarter of a mile at a time. <laughs> Let's go, menage. We saw the fast and the furious, so you know what that means. <laughs> started Toretto 2001 the country was in disarray and this movie brought us all back I bet that if you went up to anyone as they left the theater they would be shocked if you said in 2023 they'll still be making these movies. What is shocking about this movie? Well, a lot of things. They're not superheroes. Cars act like cars. The team is smaller, but yet still robust. Um, we'll get into all the specifics of it, but surprise, surprise, uh, Paul Walker is a cop who is embedded in the L.A. automotive scene <laughs> to find out who is behind the hijacking of big rigs full of, you guessed it, DVD-TV <laughs> combo players. <laughs> this operation is a joint FBI-LAPD operation. Brian is going under with the best name of all time. I'll get it. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to touch on it, what his alias is in this movie. We'll get into all of it. And we will talk about where these characters started, and, and it will be maybe with you journey and figure out where they go. So without any further ado, please welcome to the stage my co-host, Mr. Jason Manzoukas! <laughs> What's up, jerks? What's up, family? 
Margo, this is my family. Welcome, Jason. I wish I'd known I would have worn my shirt. I, you know, I just I pulled it out. I am uh, in my Toretto gear. I noticed you still got the sleeves on it. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, we're going back to the original Fast and Furious, where sleeves were still around for the most part. When we get to Fast 10, sleeves have been eliminated. It is... Uh, this, what a quaint time to spend with the Fast crew. This really was a, is. This was a delight. It was like I watching a one-act play. Yeah. <laughs> it was like watching a small indie movie. Uh, and I gotta say, uh, impressed with some of the acting. Here's the mistake that I made. I try to get ready for the show, and um, I type in, okay, I know we're doing the first one, Fast and Furious. Nope. Start watching it. Yeah. Nope. That's the fourth one, or yeah. that's what, or it's the it's the one that came out in 2009. It's like yeah. Dominican Republic. Well, I don't think it starts there. And then I was like, "Fuck!" They named a movie Fast and Furious, and then this movie is called The Fast and the Furious. Now it's just down to like Fast X. But I mean, the thing that blew my mind, and you referenced it just a second ago, was in the opening heist. The it isn't even just TV DVDs. It is VCRs. I saw those VCRs. There are VCRs in the truck. I would argue that the VCRs get more highlighted than the DVD players. Oh. And part of me feels like the production couldn't afford to even get the propage of the DVDs at that point. Yeah, they didn't. Well, they had Panasonic. Panasonic dumped a lot of product. <laughs> they were like, we're dumping these. You want to put them in your dumb movie? Panasonic's like, oh, please show us it's something that thieves want. <laughs> Um, here to break down uh, the film in hairstyles and in, in so many ways that you would never even think to look at a film critically, my other co-host, please welcome June Diane Raphael. <laughs> welcome, June. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Paul? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. I gotta tell you, you look good. <laughs> Goddamn! Do you want to? Do you want to? Should we cut the sleeves off of if it? If we have a scissor, I'll cut the sleeves off. I'll cut the sleeves. Um, I will say this, this much. This is a style that I've never seen you in, and I don't mind it not one bit. All right. <laughs> I want to. I want to thank Pete. <laughs> Pete, the S man, uh, Pete, the S man made us these shirts. He's here. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Thank Pete. You. Uh, so they're Great getting work, Pete. You know what? <laughs> For the Fast Ten show, I will cut the sleeves off. Okay. okay. Let's build. Why do, I, why do I feel like you're gonna spend the next whatever month getting <laughs> just jacked? It's gonna be like you're gonna arms are gonna be like twice. You're gonna kumail this. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Maybe just for this audience, by May 26, I will get. I'm just gonna start doing roids. I'm gonna get really. Do it. I already got the hair. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> if we could produce a picture of you that looked as close to Vin Diesel as possible, that would be amazing. I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I am, I, I've been working on my follow-up to his short film, Multifacial, uh, which is a short film that Vin Diesel made called Multifacial, which, again, probably as aptly titled as Race Wars, but, um, 
but uh, just uh, like, oh, maybe you should have ran that by somebody before calling your short film. But Multifacial is a film that he made to show that he could play anything. Native American, uh, Latin, like that Italian. It was like, that's the whole thing. Who is like, he, Steven Seagal? <laughs> 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 but, um, you know, I mentioned this before. We, you know, this is a big show for us because this is something that we have kind of imprinted in our show. And we wanted to make sure that we brought to you uh, an expert, somebody who really mm. knows uh, Fast and Furious, loves mm. Fast and Furious as much as we do. And we, I think we found a perfect person. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Race wars. <laughs> race wars. Race, race wars. Race wars. Race wars. Race wars. No. No. Okay. I'm hearing that we shouldn't have done that. So we're cutting it from the episode. Here's the one First thing. First cut. Here's the one thing that I will tell Don't you. Don't tell anybody we did that. Here, the one thing that I love. Um, somebody, I think we can keep it in because of this fact alone. Um, a listener of the show wrote me a couple months ago and said, hey. You're the people that said it. Um, a listener of the show wrote me a couple months ago and said, um, I was cleaning out an office and I found the original script of Fast and Furious. Can I send it to you? I, I, I want to get it out there. There's a lot of differences. It takes place in New York. There's a lot of things, but one of the big differences is in that script for The Fast and the Furious, it is called Street Wars. And okay. someone went in to change, like, race wars. <laughs> it, was, it was already fine. <laughs> The fact that it was written as Street Wars and changed to Race Wars and no one flagged it. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at least one or multiple, right, of the later sequels also feature time at Race Wars? Yes, they go back to Race Wars. They go Wars. back to Race Wars. Wow. You can't escape Race Wars. Uh, uh, Seth... <laughs> That's done. <laughs> done. That was it for me. <laughs> uh, we were talking this week. You saw this in the theater. Oh, yeah, for sure. 2001. Yeah. I was uh, 19 years old, I guess, <laughs> something like that. Uh, yeah, I was in, uh, I saw, I remember I was in Vancouver when I saw, and actually in Vancouver where I'm from, like street racing was a big thing. Really? Oh, yeah, it was a really big thing. Um, there was a huge amount of, kids who were souping up their parents' fucking cars. And, and in oh. fucking high school, a lot of my maniac friends started souping up their little fucking cars. And I remember, like, oh. there was a point where I was like, if their fucking steering wheel matches the color of their fucking hubcaps, I'm not getting in the car with these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, they're fucking crazy. And literally, you'd be, like, at a party, and someone be like, anyone want to go to the store with me? And you'd get in these little fucking cars, oh and they'd be God. ripping through the fucking streets. And it was really stressful. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, when this movie came out, I was like, oh, they made a movie about these motherfuckers. And then, um, <laughs> but then I saw it and I loved it. I gotta yeah. be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that of Vancouver. 
There's a yeah, it's because it's a it's a lot of the cars are Asian cars, and there was a huge okay. amount of Asian kids who uh, had moved. Over. I mean, if you want to get into it, it's Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of kids. The Hong Kong Sounds handover. Like Have you heard of the Hong Kong handover? <laughs> there were race. Well, I also love how the movie they are divided by race yeah, for the most part. <laughs> really, it works it, on both levels. It works on both levels. Of course, and, except for Vin, who yeah. is who is everything. Who saw? Oh, yeah. I kept writing down. He's the, he's who, the, who, Side would he be on? <laughs> He's the Jesus Christ of the race exactly. wars. He's like, I've come to bring peace to all of you, family. I, I really remember talking about this movie and justifying why I liked it in 2001, being like, if you like Point Break, it's just like Point Break. It, it's kind of like Point Break, and it it really is kinda. like kind of like Point it's Break. It's like Point Break with no crime. Yes. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. The crime in Point Break happens a lot here. It's like alluded to. Was I missing the the crime? The crime was is. Was there one crime? Yes. In the beginning, yes, there was one. Two. In, yes. there, no. There, act one and act three have, yeah. have a single crime. heist. Yes, but it, the other crimes, it $6 million dollars worth of crimes have happened. Correct. You're right. That's not that much. I six, know. <laughs> I'm not, thinking, th- why is DC involved? They, they stole $6 million dollars worth of VCR. By the way, exactly. <laughs> Do you know how the, the metric ton of VCRs you'd have to have to equal... Six million dollars in 2001? But by the way... I guarantee you the Fed spent more money renting that mid-century modern house, house in the hills to have just so they could I put up pictures. By Incredible the way. house. I was like, I want to live here. I know. A beautiful they, they house. They tore it down. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> A beautiful uh. house. And you know that this film has its finger on the pulse of youth when it's described as, you know, Eddie Fisher bought this house for Elizabeth Taylor. Like, you need to be like the lead singer of Korn fucked here once. Oh, yeah. Like, like who cares about... But that's what I loved about this movie. First of all, I have never seen this movie before. Whoa! This is my first oh, wow. time. Yeah, I know. And so now I'm looking back at... I've watched this franchise so chaotically, so haphazardly. With no, there hasn't been a, a path that's made sense. Just to be you fair, the franchise doesn't have a path that makes okay, sense. Okay, fine. Would you be shocked to find out that in very few movies, Vin Diesel is not even in them anymore? I'm shocked. Well, and then they're just... not even chronological. Yeah. There's like yeah. three movies that oh, take yeah. place before this movie that come out, I think. But there's certain details in this movie, like the cops being in that house, the decaf, the cigarettes, oh, the stuff we, like oh. that, where I was like, I love this movie. I love these scenes. I don't... I don't recognize this as any other fast movie that Correct. I've ever seen in, because in all my fun. days. It's yeah. fun. Vin Diesel smiles more in this movie yes. than he has smiled since this movie yeah. in life. Yeah. I will say, but I also say, like, I watch this movie and I was like, I get it. Like, he's a star. He's like, a star. When he does that monologue, I'm like, this is was very well good. He does, yeah. he the does. one I live life one quarter mile yes. at a time. I was like, yeah. Do you yeah. do yourself a favor, Paul? Actually, if you don't mind, uh, live your life one quarter mile at a time. Tattoo. <laughs> All right, look I it up. Do it for the show. I did I mean, this already, and it's nuts. I mean, here uh, everybody wants this as a tattoo. Really? Yes. That's a tattoo. Yeah, it's a huge tattoo. The script. I live my life one quarter mile at a time. Was that a saying before this movie? I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, 
planning, but it seems like he doesn't. It seems like there's a lot of planning going into these heists. It seems like he's planning a lot of stuff. You're like, right. They're, say, was... they're not that complicated. <laughs> and in the end, are thwarted by a man with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. that was it. That's when it's over. <laughs> like the big villain in the third act is like he's like a scared man with a shotgun. <laughs> uh, just a, tr- a non. And they would all be dead yeah. if he could reload quicker. A non. <laughs> yes. Or if he had a buddy. A non-verbal like antagonist is the big bad like that was crazy well, can I just say like the thing that I love in this movie is the first heist starts with a grappling hook and I feel like grappling hooks aren't used this much in life but in movies everyone's got a fucking grappling oh, hook yeah. oh yeah Beautiful. Hollywood's keeping big grapple in business <laughs> like the, the way that they attack the truck is shooting a grappling hook through the passenger side window but then that would break so it's not like you could use that to like it's not like a that's, side of a building. The first one is to pull the window off. Oh, okay. The that's second all it is. one is so you can get across safely if you're Vin. No, no, no. Not Vin. Who's? It's Vince. Vince. Oh, Vince. Vince. Across. I think Sorry. what's yeah. hard, too, ultimately, is like these truck drivers, they're not doing anything wrong out there. No. They're simply. Yeah, they're not Dylan in the third act is a scared guy trying yes. to save his VCRs. And even when, even when the FBI is like, well, the truckers are going to arm themselves, it's going to be mayhem. I'm like, they should Good. arm themselves. Good. They should. Oh, by the way, I, I also like that the police. Police have an in with the truckers. The truckers are like, hey, if this keeps on happening, I'm gonna tell my guys, go fucking shoot them. Yeah. Like, and their cops are like, hey, hey, but they- truckers, we got this. And the truckers are like, I'll give you 36 hours, and then my guys are going ham. <laughs> But those are the stakes of the movie. (laughs) Is that maybe the truckers will just have to do it themselves. (laughs) The movie, which when they do try to do it, he pretty much does. They're successful. They are successful. Guess who we don't see in the rest of the movie? The feds. Any of the bosses, any of the, we never, they never arrive. They never, when we get to the end of that whole chase sequence, when Vince is almost maimed, he has to be airlifted out, there's still nobody there on the scene. But I also don't understand, like, (laughs) They, in the middle of the movie, there's like this moment where they're like, should we go bust that crew? And he goes, yeah. So they have a ton of DVD TV combos, <laughs> cars that match the look, but they were all bought legally and these guys just race. And they bust Johnny Tran while he's drinking tea with his family. <laughs> Okay, but again, what this movie gave us was that moment between Johnny Tran's dad and Johnny Tran. and I, Which is great. I thought that was a beautiful moment, nonverbal, you know, beats in the background, but just a gorgeous During moment. During ceremony. <laughs> and I loved it, too, when it's like he's, Johnny Tran's been set up as like a real villain. Yeah. And then you see this moment, and then he has, he confronts Vince, uh, Vin, rather, at, at Race Wars, and it's like, you embarrassed me in front of my family. And yeah. that was, I, that's what I love about this movie. Me versus, too. for example, we watched, we all watched Torque last night. Anybody? Torque? <laughs> It didn't have any of that, right? There's no family. There's no, like, there, there, aren't, yeah. there aren't any consequences or stakes for any of the people in Torque. When, uh, I mean, this Except movie... Adam Scott. <laughs> That's why there's not ten Torques, dude. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's so they true. haven't figured out the secret sauce. And, it, it, you know, this movie is also about life as someone who struggles with ADD. ADD. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a real, that's wow. the longest. Other than, a lot of people probably have that tattoo also, yeah. if you look at it. <laughs> R.I.P. Jesse. R.I.P. I know. That guy walked so Aaron Paul could fly. (laughs) Yes. Put some respect on his name, 
please. <laughs> that guy was wonderful. And Breaking I, Bad was just making Adderall, not meth. <laughs> but I was that really guy like... I was sitting there watching it, calling his agent. He's like, there's nothing, nothing. And they're like, sorry, you got to watch this show. And he's like, no, man. That's my whole thing. No, bitch. And he did a great job. I, I would be mad if I were him, too, because like that... You know, at certain points in the movie, I'm like, wow, this movie is really, if we keep on going back and back and back, we land at ADD. And Eight, can I just... being the cause of all of this. Yeah, yeah. This movie is about ADD and a sandwich shop. Yeah! Oh, wait. So the sandwich shop, I've talked about this in the past. I, I forgot. When I, I saw for... that Vin Diesel owned a sandwich yeah. shop, when you first I seen him. forgot that they owned a sandwich okay, shop. Okay, so do they not what? own it as the years go by? Two, no, no. So I don't think, we, do we ever return movie. to the sandwich shop? No, no right? No. Five what, for, for five, five minutes? minutes? In which one? Oh, okay. In, in which another one? one? In three? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's it. It. There's okay. only that scene in the sandwich. Yeah, but yeah I, we what saw I love that. About we it, saw that. I did. By that's the, way, the scene we're talking about. That's what we are. That's what we are all talking about. Right now. We all, yeah. We're all caught So it's not revisiting. It's not revisiting it if... We are talking about it. Yeah, we got that one. It would be it. We got that one. I will say, I got to interview with June, uh, the cast of Fast 9, um, alive on stage. To call it an interview, Paul. Did you say alive on stage? (laughs) Did you say got to? Got to. I got to alive on stage. I was blessed to, where I did call Vin Diesel Dom. That was a mistake. That was an honest. By the way, I like left mistake. my body when that. I bet he was thrilled. He must. He answered, didn't he? He did. He did. And I. And I. He but did. I did say to. Uh, I did say uh, to Jordana Brewster. <laughs> I said, "Wow, Mia's come a long way from making sandwiches. Like, is there been any oh boy. thought of her going back oh into that restaurant biz?" And she looked like she didn't remember it. <laughs> he made sandwiches. Mia doing what? <laughs> She's I like, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> I loved how Brian's whole, like, undercover persona was a guy who just loves tuna sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, I love that that's, that's as much as he needs as an in. Yeah. He's just, I go to the shop, I order a sandwich, now I'm in with the crew. And I mean, to be fair, I'm not surprised the sandwich shop didn't last very long. Like, everybody's like, these sandwiches are terrible. Yes. Why are you buying them? <laughs> well, he also asks her, like, how's the tuna today? And she's like, it's not good. Can I ask you a question? She's making it. Like, the- like, she could have improved it if she knows. Like- Is there a lot of differentiation tuna-wise day-to-day well, in like- real life? <laughs> How's well, the tuna today? You said no one right? in the history. Is that like a catch right. of the day scenario? Like, it's good tuna today. Sometimes, what? if I go to Subway, I'll ask if I have a tuna fish sandwich at Subway, which I've stopped doing many years ago. But, but when I did, I would always ask, is it okay? Like, Because they have an idea of how long it's been there. And I'm like... If you have to ask, you shouldn't yeah, eat it. Yeah, Paul. That's Paul. A, that should be a real rule. If I yeah. have to ask, is this safe to eat? And like, uh, I should choose different. What a huge amount of trust to put in these people who work at Subway. But she seems she seems legitimately angry to be making him a sandwich, but yet it's not taking her away from any other job. Her job seems to be short order cook. I mean, or a sandwich cook. I mean, it doesn't even look like there's a grill back there. 
What is Dom doing in that little room he's in? Oh, I really want to know. Sorry, do you Scrooge mean, style accounting. Do you mean Dom's brooding cage? <laughs> it's, put, he's like, put him in his room. I'm going to go in the back and brood. He has like a room like Danny DeVito has in Taxi. Who's calling my name? <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money. And maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Texas Pete! Oh my gosh, I love Texas Pete. It is the hot sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. All right, Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold and balanced flavor. I've loved Texas Pete for years. When I got a box of their stuff at my house, I was so psyched because what I love about their hot sauce is their tanginess, okay? You can use it on anything, and you're going to try every flavor. I mean, you got the original, which is great. That's fermented peppers. It's a special blend. Then you got the hotter hot sauce, which is three times hotter than the original. And believe me, it is not for the faint of heart. Then you got Sabor by Texas Pete, which adds an authentic Mexican flavor. And I got to tell you, that might be my favorite next to their dust dry seasoning, which matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. It is so, so great. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration and use the promo code podcast24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. By the way, if it's not clear, we loved this movie. Yeah, it was amazing. This was exceptional. But you get, you get why at the end of this movie, like, Vin Diesel goes off to become a big movie star. Like, Thousand he doesn't percent. do the sequel. He's like, I'm out. That was it. Oh. Like, they, like and, and for him to come back in four, he's out for two, and his career kind of arcs in a way where he's like, 
I'll be back. And and, yeah. he, and he jumps back in, and that's like the beginning of like another. Now he only makes these. Movies. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But then you get Paul Walker in this movie, and what I love about Paul Walker in this film is you know, he's undercover. He looks young. Everyone's young. Everyone and looks hot in this movie. Yeah. Every man, woman, oh. every every person. And the movie's got like a great horny energy yeah. to it. Not for nothing. Well, it's yes. got a great like. There was, and we talked about this a little bit in the Torque episode, there was sex in these movies, like, or yeah. an, an element of it. fully motorboats Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> in one point. I wrote I the exact same thing down. I was like, I was like, these are grown people. Um, is this, is it, I mean, it I'm was, not sure if motorboating is. Okay. Like, so <laughs> it's such a sexy scene. He like picks her up and puts her on the car, and then he's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I pictured a motorboat. So like, in, a, in a, the truest sense, it was a motorboat. <laughs> I just picture Vin being like, I'll pick her up, I'll put her over here, we'll sit down, I'll motorboat her. <laughs> Wait a minute, like, Vin, Vin, like all car what you, guys. Yeah. You know how you do. You know, you know the normal sexual in, uh, progression of we're things. We're in the garage. <laughs> we're surrounded by motors, motorboat. This. Pick them up, you tear their shirt off, they tear your shirt off, you motorboat. Now, I will say that the original script, this one that was in 2000, dated... Uh, uh, Dog, motorboats, <laughs> Letty. <laughs> Well, they had... motorboats are ferociously. And he's like, Rhymes like motor I mean, listen, you're not. But you're not wrong. Like, up until then, I was like, ooh, I like this scene. Like, I like everything that's... Ha oh, no, there's a motorboat. It's a real buzzkill. Um, really, when you're say, home tonight, hooking up after the show, just sneak a, a real subtle motorboat in. Just, just to be so connected silly. to everybody else it's who's so doing silly. it. so silly. I will say, Paul Walker... Post it on the Discord. Yeah. Paul Walker... But unless you're doing the whatever that is the cord <laughs> motion, it's not a true motorboating. Paul Walker, Eyes of a Husky. Oh yeah. Eyes of a Husky looked amazing. By the way, in that movie, Snow Dogs with Huskies. So Whoa. he was like, <laughs> oh, he he play, doesn't he play their father? Oh yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> I was shaved so we could win this race. I'm so, a shaved okay. husky. Yeah, a husky. He's so crazy though. He has such piercing blue eyes. Yeah. He looks so beautiful in this movie. And then to see him during the raid that he's a part of, which oh, yeah. is like he's undercover. Does he need to also do that? Um, but <laughs> but with a big mask on, it's like oh, that's so clearly still you. We yeah, the see eyes are your husky eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say this much that uh, in this film. You know, Brian and Mia, they have this relationship. And in the film, they go out on a first date, which we'll get into. But then uh, they wake up kind of in bed. And, you know, it's alluded to that maybe they had sex, even though they seem both, I think, fully clothed. But um, in the original draft... She is naked. Oh, she is? Okay. All right. Well, in the, in the original... <laughs> He's blocking the majority of her body. In, this, in the original draft... Oh, no, she's under the covers, to be clear. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so in the Paul original... Paul doesn't see that when he looks in movies. Yeah. He just watches the certain story and I also think he might stuff. think sheets are clothes. <laughs> <laughs> sheets are the clothes she of the bed. She was wearing toga as a I woman. Mean, she was wearing the bed's clothes. Talk, 
talk to all my friends who are ghosts. That's their clothes. That's their outfit. Uh, my Roman I, friends, my ghost friends. I would believe that you have a number of ghost stories. I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple. Um, so in the, in the original draft, they go skinny dipping in a stone quarry lake. And I wanted to read the this. The stone this. quarry lake in Los Angeles? Yeah. Of course. The L.A. quarry and lake. Um, it, so this is, this is the, uh, the scene description of it. It's pretty funny here. It's like, the black Acura is parked next to a pristine quarry surrounded by woods. Can the uh, lights come down? A shriek as Brian runs into a diving leap. Mia on his tail trying to catch him. They soar through the air and plummet into the quarry lake. Howling with laughter, they splash each other playfully. Brian dives under and comes up behind Mia. She screams with delight. They embrace for a long kiss. They pull each other's clothes off. They start to make love in the water. What? Only this time, nope. nothing in the world is going to stop them. I like that. Except I would have liked to have seen it. Except the terrible discomfort of trying to have sex in the water. In a quarry. In a quarry. No. Oh, ow. Quarry water. We're getting <laughs> silty sediment water inside of us. <laughs> you shoved a bunch of quartz in me. That's a scene where like he's in bed with her and the FBI guys call and they're like, we're going to raid the house. If you're cool with it, say yes. And he goes, yes. But, like, what a dumb fucking thing. To, like, that's not a conversation. Like, you can't play hot. Like, even if it's a wrong number, you wouldn't be like, you'd be like, what was that wrong number? I'd be like, then why'd you just say yes? Uh, excuse me. What this, it, phone hi. call comprises the, of the word yes? Hi, I, I'm just, uh, I think I got the wrong number. Am I right? Yes. 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 It's a real bummer. Would it be correct yes. to say? For I, a criminal family, they are not suspicious enough at all. Vince is the only one who is, he's so and he's right. a piece of shit. But Vince, he's hungry. Oh, gotta God. eat. He's got to. He's got to. He's got to like come back <laughs> sad and and kiss Dom's head. <laughs> Because because I have I don't have any recollection of the other ones. I I am, I am wondering. I'd love to ask. How did they go from drag racing to solving crimes as a team? Oh boy. Was well, that there's a step a by step process. Step by, okay. We, and we it, also have to spend quite a bit of time in Tokyo. <laughs> I see. Which none of them are in. Which yes. except Han, who becomes who, in the other ones. Yes. Okay, yes. just because. After watching this one, I'm like, wow, they don't—they do not seem to have any skill sets. Oh, no. they have—they yeah. can barely steal VCRs. Yes. <laughs> they are ultimately they're failures. They yeah. fail at the end Their of this number movie. one yeah. tool is a computer run by a guy with ADD. Like that. <laughs> like that's the most. Tech. Who's they, now dead? Yeah, and and they also do, they do some stuff where it's like, hey man. It's the internet. You can find out anything. Like in 2001, for them to find out anything about Brian Splinter or whatever his name is, Spilner. Spilner. That's how you knew they did not think this was going to be a franchise. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what should we name him? Brian Spilner. (laughs) Yo, Spilner. I I did feel watching this like, oh, they have no idea what's ahead for them. Oh, the adventures you're going to go on over the next 20 years. Oh, look at you. You're so cute. The amount your Your head head will grow, Vin. (laughs) (laughs) 
feet. You don't even. It will be feet wider by the time this adventure is over. You've probably not even been on an airplane. Never mind, dropped out of one while inside of a car. You haven't. You haven't fought a submarine or been to space yet. Yeah. You don't even know Tyrese yet. <laughs> There's so much. By the way, this movie is, like, it is a, not, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. But there are some sloppy elements. Like, there's one part, and I couldn't. Hard disagree. Uh, there, one moment of it, and I, was like, I couldn't tell if this is, like, a conscious choice or not. But when they are, uh, when their car is blown up by the gang, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Brian says, like, hey, man, what was that about? And he's like, long story. Then the car blows up. And then they and say then, it again. again <laughs> the same line. Because like, what was that about? Long story. And then they cut I, out. Yep. It's like it was. I actually rewinded it because I was like, oh, there's some sort of glitch yeah, in the glitch. system. <laughs> yeah. Like they just had two things happen they couldn't explain in like 90 seconds, and the only line of dialogue they could think of to make it work was, "What was that all about? I don't know." <laughs> and they said it twice. You should that the what? They should know. Those guys did nothing. They pulled them over in their motorcycles, drove them away, blew up their car, and that's it. Well, and then also, I didn't. I, I don't know that much about Nas, but does this movie make... Nas, man. Nas. I'm on Nas right now. <laughs> Nas has become... That's why you're going so fast. I'm fucking raging right now, dude. Nas is displayed, like, in those cases at, like, uh, like diners whoa. where the desserts go yeah. around. <laughs> like, it's like... But I thought that was an illegal thing to have Nas. But well, that's what I kept on wondering. I also didn't know what Nas was, but I thought, well, isn't this sort of like doing steroids, or isn't this a kind of a, a performance-enhancing drug? I would love to see how they are as racers with no, oh. with no <laughs> Nas. Damn, no wow. Nas. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, wow. because all you have to do, because then I didn't understand what is the art of what of is Nas. the well, art of no of drag racing. Is it about your racing skills and your handling skills well, I or think, is it about just how you can soup up a car I think that's part of it is the souping up and being proud of all the ways you do it because do you remember there is the race I believe in the one you were talking about Paul the one that's maybe in the Dominican Republic yes. where where Vin is in a car that's so old it doesn't have Nas but he manages to crack open the engine and, and pour like alcohol in it or something and do, do the exact same thing to wow. the motor. In like, this, there's this always, isn't in this movie. No, no, in one of the other Okay. Ones. There's always a way in which they push it to the red line and they're like, I have to add a stick Nas. of dynamite to this. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not dangerous enough. But yeah, I think the souping it up of the car is the part, part, of, is part yeah. of this whole aesthetic. Wow. No? No, right? I, well, I'm looking, this, I'm this audience is mostly racers, right? <laughs> That's why they were so psyched about the race wars. <laughs> well, I mean, when you type in, when you type I would in, start Nas, the chant again, but I think I'd get in trouble. We can't start it. I mean, when you when you type in Nas, it really is just saying it's laughing gas. It it's is. just used by dentists. Like, and, wait, and I, really? Yeah. It's nitrous it's oxide. Nitrous okay, oxide. so so then I guess they figured out how to take that, and it says it. I don't it, think it, they figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Rob Cohen. Rob Cohen figured it out. Vin, Vin Diesel was like, what about dental stuff? Yeah, so I was at the dentist the other day. And <laughs> I, I feel was like, like, I feel like oh. Vin was like, what about this? What about this stuff? It, what about it, this? Uh, whatever? What about whatever's in Dennis Hopper's thing from Blue Velvet? Yeah, I want that stuff. It's Family. Used. You guys seen Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> 
It's used in cars to boost the output of the engine for a limited duration. Its first application dates back to World War II when it was used to increase the power of air jets. Vin Diesel did it in Saving Private Ryan. That was the (laughs) first time. That's where he learned. Spielberg, I got this. I invented it in in that movie. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, that's, you know, and I guess what they're doing is putting multiple, like, more Nas than normal because when Vin Diesel lifts up the passenger seat... Is there a normal seat, amount of Nas? Well, he seems yeah. like he has a lot of Nas You're talking there. one, two tanks. That's your normal Nas. Yeah. No, no. He I got mean, four I use, in there. He I got use, four or five tanks I, in the seat. That's abnormal Nas. <laughs> for me, for me, I use a quarter tank of Nas to I get see. me home. And listen, I cannot use Nas anytime I want. <laughs> if I want to stop Nasin, I can stop Nasin. <laughs> By I the way... I don't want to. Uh, by the way, nitrous oxide has found its application in drift races like Formula Drift and limited usage on urban roads due to safety and legal reasons. Uh, yeah, uh, but there it is. And, and wet nas harder, dry nas easier to use. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's why I use wet nas. Please never. Let's, let's all agree to never what say did wet you nas just again. Say? I like a nice wet nas. Oh, <laughs> I want, I want you to wouldn't believe what I got into last night. That nas was wet. That was some wet. So wet. Nas. At first Ooh. it wasn't, but then it was. So oh, I got hard. two tanks of sopping wet nas. Wet nas. I hate dry nas. <laughs> Can barely get how, in that nas. When I go to when I go to the car place, I'm like, how is that nas fresh? And you <laughs> know, if you gotta ask, it's not good nas. It's gonna, um, Top me up with some of that moist nas. What I want to go back to, June, is what you said early on about the, the cops and the FBI in that house. And that one line where they go, he's like, get us some iced cappuccinos. Four. And he's like, four. Four. Four iced cappuccinos. And he goes, you know, uh, you know he's like, yeah, he asked him. And, the, and you think he's going to be like, you want that uh, decaf or regular? And he was like, regular, you fucking dumbass. And he's like, decaf. <laughs> so, and then I- they pay it off. With him sipping like a like a with whipped cream on top out of a glass mug, like mm. <laughs> okay. So I thought about that scene and those cappuccinos for so I'm still thinking about it. And I think what was happening is that that cop was was like, I gotta de-escalate the energy in this room. Like I'd love to stay caffeinated, I need it, but. After what I've seen here, all of these different relationships and how things are amping up, I'm going to say decaf. Now, what I was really distressed by was the way in which those cappuccinos were presented. I can no more imagine drinking an iced cappuccino on my teeth without a straw. But Why by the way, were they what I what, those glass mugs. Well, this is what I read here. So we're going to play the scene for a second. But what I read here is like that this one cop. He's always like, hey, can I make you an iced cappuccino? I make a great iced cappuccino. Like, Phillips, we don't need iced cappuccinos all the time. And, and then, like, and he was like, oh, give Philip, I'll throw him a bone. Let's get the iced cappuccinos. Like, this is a big moment for oh, him. Like, I feel like if you look at the cop as, like, a guy who's always trying to get the iced cappuccinos going. But like, think about <laughs> how difficult it would be. They're at a house in the hills. That means there's a full-on cappuccino maker well, in this room. Of course there is, Phillips, Jason. I imagine Phillips there was. Is like so happy. He's like, hey, if we're going to be at the house, I'll bring my cappuccino machine. He's like, we don't need your cappuccino. It seems like, like they've spared no expense being yeah. at this house, I got to say. Oh, yeah. I feel like they were at this house, and they were like, we're going to use everything. Yeah, Every appliance, like, well, bring your laundry. Like a bring few VCRs. Every- we should spend $8 million yes. catching them. Yes. Well, that's- Just so they can hang out. Just so, so they, they can have a there. debrief with their one undercover. You could do that in an alley. 
Like, uh, you so don't need to do now it I'm like, maybe that's why the FBI agent was like, this has to close up. We have to close up this deal in 36 hours because we are spending. Yeah. We are, <laughs> we are we, we, money. <laughs> we already signed. We already said we're leaving this month and we have to get out. Well, like, also because it's $6 million, but like um, 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 Brian's car, the green car that explodes, that, that that's an alone. enormous expense gone. He needs another car. That's a whole other thing. They keep pouring money into Brian, who is more and more just going full-blown, like, I'm out of here. I'm helping the bad guys. I needed more of Ted Levine in the mm. Gary Busey in Point oh, yes. Break part. Like, Ted Levine, who's Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, who is Brian's handler, is very passive in a way, and I love Ted Levine, very passive in a way that you needed the, the, the insane gonzo nonsense of Gary Busey as a presence in Brian's life. I right. feel like to give any well, weight to that part. But by it. the way, also, this is a twist. Like, as the audience, we all now know the backstory. We're 23 years oh, in. He's no, can I tell you something? What? I never knew that Brian was a cop. Oh, wow. Of course not. So how did it feel it. to you? Of course not. I was shocked. Yeah. I was you don't really find out stunned. he's a cop till I think, 37 minutes into yeah. the movie. And I was watching it with my wife, Lauren, and I was like, you know, we were like 33 minutes into the movie, and I'm like, it's exactly like Point Break, but they're not, you know, doing any crimes. And she was like, yeah, except at Point Break, he's a cop. And I was like... <laughs> Oh. And she went, what? <laughs> and I've seen all the others, and there's no reference. No, to no, you're right. You're right. All right, so here she has seen oh, every other just... Fast and Furious. Yes, exactly. What a great, that must have been incredible. It was shocking. It blew her mind. Changed everything. I can't wait to rewatch all of the others. Um, by the way, by I, the way like, yes, I like I two. Guess. That's it. Now that I know this, I'm like, oh, wow. Yep. And two is like his journey of like, like that's where he goes and learns. Like he's like, now I'm out. Now I'm just in culture, but he's all about... Because he's in it, but Vin isn't. Yeah. What? Yeah. That Vin doesn't come back until four. Yeah. He makes a and cameo none of them appearance. Four is the first one with all of them back, and the tagline for four is uh, new model, original parts. Yep. <laughs> Which, Perfect. I don't know how I'd feel being called a part. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first one is Vin and him. The second one is just Paul Walker meeting with some of the people you'll see in the future. And then the third one is none of them and in Tokyo. So why yeah. does Paul Walker leave the force in well, the be, second one? You know, there's an alternate ending to this one that was on the uh, version I bought on yeah. iTunes <laughs> that was him uh, quitting. It was him oh. going back to Vin Diesel's house again, which was funny because he had already done it. And this time the handler was dropping him off and Letty's there, or not Letty, uh, Jordana Brewster. What's her name in these fucking movies? Mia. Mia, there you go, yeah. And he's like, hey, Mia. Uh, and then <laughs> they're like, have you seen Dom? And she's like, no, Dom split. Like, you're a fucking cop still. And he's like, I quit. And she's like, whoa. And then that's the end. <laughs> because, like, the second movie opens with, like, a little prologue that's also, like, it feels like it mixes. I, I can't remember it. I remember literally having a portable DVD player and watching it like that and being like, oh, yeah, this That is you good. got that was stolen? Yeah. Did By you, the way, all I got I it from realize. some bold guy, yeah, <laughs> with no sleeves. I would love it if Fast Fast 10's, like, promo material was a little DVD player with the movie inside. By the way, what I would have loved, loved to, like, put him on the scent because at a certain point... 
Brian doesn't know it's Vin Diesel. Like at one point, Vin could have been like, hey, take a DVD player. Like you never oh see God. them move the objects. They, they don't do them. shit with them. Yeah, they just. The like, best part is. They don't seem to have that much money. They work at a cafe nope. sandwich shop and nope. sell tuna nope. sandwiches. Bad tuna sandwiches. I know. When, they need Marcus Limonis. When Brian, my favorite part was when Brian is in Johnny Trams. Yeah. Yes, a cave or whatever that situation works. Garage. Place of work. Garage. They, yeah, place everyone of business. has a garage. Do you think everybody's, everybody's a, garage they call the cave? Yeah, the man cave. The car cave. Okay, you know. I laughed so hard when he spots the VCR slash DVDs and he looks at them. He can see clearly there's a, a, there are columns of VCRs and DVDs. That's not enough. He goes over and then he looks... And continues to look like him processing the information that like there the is a VCR. Is, it, the box is so identifiable, and like, it's such comically yes. so. And it's such a tell for the undercover cop to Obviously. be like, "That's a VCR. That a, there's another one, and there's another one over here, and that's also but one." By the way, but and by, then this by, by box the way, is as hey, well. what you doing over there, man? What you looking at? Huh? But by the way, this huh? is what I'll say. It takes so much when, time over there. When the twist is. That they're bought legally. <laughs> if you went to someone's house and they had 60 DVD, I would also, walk over like. No. <laughs> also, somehow Johnny Tran has another one, another, legally purchased one. an enormous volume of the exact same Panasonic TV VCR What? How is that possible? He works for an agency here in Los Angeles and is. Boss was like, "Hey, these we're giving out these as Christmas gifts to all my clients. Uh, so can you hold them I was in your like, garage?" Is he somehow marking them up. Like, what could the profit possibly be here? Yeah. What's Johnny the point? Johnny Tran of it? is like know. Crazy Johnny, like Crazy Eddie. Like, <laughs> that's what I thought. Did he get some sort of a deal on a bulk order? I, he, in my mind, he had to have bought them from Vin. Were they different ones? Altogether? No, Jason. No, well, I know, but I know. in a but... world where VCRs are currency, man. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if it's all tracked back to like early internet purchasing? He's like, I thought I bought one. I bought a thousand. <laughs> I clicked on the wrong thing. VC TV VCRs were the original Listen. crypto. How many do you have? One. <laughs> um, I just want to play. What if it breaks? <laughs> you don't Paul, have okay. Forty-seven spares. Paul knows this, but my dad used to only shop in like wholesale. For some reason, someone gave him a wholesale license, and he would only shop wholesale for us. So every Christmas, we would open up like. 12 boxes of yo-yos. <laughs> that sounds great. Everything the 12 yo-yos of Christmas. I love that. <laughs> I'm not Christian. I'm Jewish. I've only heard of the 12 yo-yos of Christmas. One more yo-yos. More yo-yos. Nine yo-yos. Eight yo-yos. Seven yo-yos. Jewish, bro, we've always been like, that seems weird. But I guess if you're saying that's a thing. What's interesting is, and I'm not lying. Yeah. Every year, my mother gives me a yo-yo for Christmas. What? Wow. Just one. Just one. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. That I'm glad to know we're in you. the same club. Absolutely. Listen, when slap brass bracelets came out, I was like, I own 5,700 slap bracelets. <laughs> By the way, I, I will also tell you this. Um, if you don't want to drive yourself crazy and you have a child, never give them a yo-yo because all my kids did with yo-yos were like, just drop. And I go, Dad, can you rewire it? I'm like... Drop. I'm like, I'm like, you gotta like flick, <laughs> drop, true. and like, it's, it's true. Just, fuck, I throw it away. I threw it in the trash. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went. I lost it. I'm, I'm, get a yo -yo I'm going to start sending your son's yo yos. Uh, 
By the way, I did a, I did such a purge, and I felt so bad when they went to school the other day. I just got a trash bag out and I went in there. I was like, "Let's go!" Oh, I blah, love blah, it. Blah, blah, blah. Just throws. It's so fulfilling. It's so great when they're gone to get rid of all their shit. <laughs> it really is. I don't really realize good. it. Feels that great. Cuckoo clock. I don't give a gone shit about that, that. cuckoo clock. Um, <laughs> they're gonna go. My my dad still remembers every toy his mother threw away. <laughs> It comes up every once in a while. There'll be like a slinky on the floor. My dad will be like, in 1965. <laughs> um, I want to play the scene of the cat. It would be ice- amazing if you could find, purchase, and give him all of those toys. Every single one. He'd be like, what's this? <laughs> uh, this is the cappuccino scene. But again, look at it through the eyes of this, this guy, the other cop who makes him. Was so psyched about it. Brought his own machine. And, and here we go. Here we go. Okay, let's talk about it. Muse, why don't you make us four iced cappuccinos, please? Come on. That's his request. Uh, decaf. Four hijackings in two months, and we don't have any (laughs) DVD players and digital cameras alone worth a million two, which brings a grand total. Was We're this in the, in the, the like, what, Look at it. Was it in the script? Iced. Was it in the Iced script this lips. way? Or is they also, it's so... I don't know. For those of shot. us... He's so... You've never seen a sadder guy with an iced cappuccino. You know, and you he's know... He's not they, drinking the iced cap. God. You know the, the, we put whipped cream on it, Brian. Come on. You know the DP was like, it would work better if he's in the center of the frame. And they're like, no, no, no. We need to see the cappuccino just <laughs> left. Like, Paul, this is. Put it closer to you. This, like, no, is, I don't want. this is a two-shot between him and the cappuccino. These are two of the, the way, main characters of this movie. If we are following the uh, the scene, like uh, the the camera here, so we what see, a terrible frame. <laughs> we we see the crotch this of a police. Guy, this guy's full midsection. Objectively, the worst part of a human male's body. <laughs> Ted where Levine, the belt you know, crosses. You know, Ted no Levine's like, the belt I'm like crosses. right above the belly button to right below the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's he, what you're looking for. And he knows, he's like, he's like, I think I came in too early. And they're like, it doesn't matter. We're going to use it anyway. By the way, and Ted all Levine's I wanted, like, do I have to drink this? All I wanted from Ted Levine is to have uh, whipped cream on his nose for yes. the majority of the scene. Yes. You know, he's like, I don't want to drink it. It's going to get messy all over my face. I feel like this is like a bit that happened on set. Like Rob Cohen was like, you know what I just no, had? No, Paul, this was, cappuccino. this was a part of the storytelling. It really was. This was like, can we afford to be caffeinated right now? Well, can, it, can our masculinity handle it? Or do we need to... It did feel to me to be a... Um, a shot at the police to be like, here they are in a fancy house in the hills drinking That's fancy coffee. Yeah, okay, I this see movie that. is anti cop. It is. That's this movie sure. is cops. It is. And at the end, you're rooting sure. for the cop to be like, fuck being a cop. Yes. Go. Yes, you're, and you're rooting. And he does it. He's right. He helps the criminals <laughs> get away and he yeah. quits the force. Because this is like by the way, That's why these are... movies are so successful. Yes. Honestly, yes. a generation of people saw it and were like, Fuck the cops! Yes! They're and fancy say, pants, all of them! They don't even try to, like, smooth over... Like, he's not even, like, the bad guy with a heart of gold. Like, he, he's equally bad in the... Like, he's doing all the bad shit, too. Okay, like, can, I, can I distill it into two things, yeah. right? The cops are fancy decaf iced cappuccinos. Our family... 
Coronas. And that's it. Only Corona. Boom. And, and not Snapples. just Corona. A Corona. Snapple. And a Snapple. And a Snapple for Mia. And a Corona you took from another guy yep. who was already drinking it. By like, the way, that's gross. a real honor. That is <laughs> so gross. <laughs> no. There's no way I'm drinking Vince's beer. Okay. No way. No bigger honor You're than definitely this. getting HPV from that, from that Corona. Okay, but I, I really do have that's to ask. That's why we put lime on there to kill oh. the HPV. The human papilloma virus. Did, did, okay. Family. Okay, if a, if a man, if I said to a man, I'd like something to drink, get me something to drink, anything cold, and if he came back with a Snapple, that was such a red flag. That was so distressing to me. Also, because she says, let's go get me a drink. That's, uh, that's what gets them to leave the tent right. situation. And, and then she's got a, a, like a peach snapple. He gets her. He decides that this that is, is what she This movie is about beverages. Needs. Yeah. It passes not the Bechdel test, but the Bevrage test. <laughs> <laughs> it's got multiple types of beverages individually shown in scenes. It's true, um, but, and I was like, what are, what are we saying here? That she doesn't get to drink Corona because she's more of a homemaker? We've seen her washing the dishes we've seen her making a tuna sandwich like she can't have a drink is it possible that the movie is positing that she is underage whoa oh Oh. well because here it is vin diesel was supposed to be 24 what she's underage wait what he's legitimately he's 42 in the movie vin diesel was 34 when he made this movie but he's playing 24. i'm 25 i'm 24 yeah he's 34 when he makes it little boy (laughs) i'm just 24. (laughs) i just got out of school family I don't know what's what. Um, oh, that's by the way, interesting. So you think they... they... She's definitely underage then. Uh, oh, yeah, I think they're I saying think she's... I didn't she's, know she's, that. She plays a nine-year-old. <laughs> oh. And, and Brian... Like, why are you always ordering tuna sandwiches from Brian this nine-year-old? But then, but then that's like even more upsetting because yes. it's like, okay, we've taken the care as a production to make sure she's not drinking alcohol. Yes. But he... Fucks her. Yeah. yeah. Just a few scenes and his, later. And his bosses aren't at all like, why are you fucking the <laughs> underage sister of the guy you're supposed to be getting? It's like, they're stealing VCRs, man. Yeah. And I'm going to let them go. The are out the window on this one. We're stopping monsters. <laughs> I do want to just call out one piece of, like, interesting <laughs> trivia here about that line. At the house party, when Dom says to Brian... You can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. It is a reference to Henry Ford because Henry Ford said you can have any color you want as long as it's black. Oh, oh, it went with, with the Model T? Yeah, the Model oh, T. Oh, interesting. So that was, I mean, look at the deep, like, weaving it in to car okay, history. Okay. Henry, Hort, uh, Henry Ford also said uh, Hitler was right. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, a lot of, Also a deleted a lot of, scene. A, lot a deleted of, scene with Vince and Dom. Yep. Vin, why do you keep saying Hitler's right? It's a Henry Ford reference. What? I like it. It's, it's cool. It's a car thing. What? Hitler was right. No, Vin, that's, that's not Vin, cool. Vin, we got it. Okay, that's maybe... The Luftwaffe was only run on Nas planes. I want I want all of the cars to be Volkswagens. 
I did like when Johnny Tran waterboards a guy with car lube. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking Guantanamo <laughs> Bay level. Yeah, so Stuff oil mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That was, like, really hard. There was a bunch of good scenes in here. What I really liked about the movie, genuinely, is I was invested in the, again, bare-bones crime story. Yep. Yeah. As, uh, as much as the racing and all that stuff, but the crime story was good in the sense that it kept you guessing who was yeah. the bad guy, It kept and everybody seemed capable of real violence. Go ahead. Sorry, oh. you looked at me, and I thought oh, you were going to... Oh, no, I was just listening to you. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, but by the way, if you're talking about crime, what do you think is a better montage? You know, that famous sequence in Goodfellas when everyone's getting arrested to the Eric Clapton song, or here when Corn is playing and everyone's getting up. <laughs> Wait, isn't that also, is that also the scene where... Uh, uh, Dom and Letty are having the motorboat That's scene. The motorboat yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the same scene as the FBI raid the on Johnny Tran. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to say something about Dom. All it needed was the voiceover from Henry Hill style. With- <laughs> I oh, Well, I, this is the first time I've seen this movie, so having seen the other ones, again, in no particular order, um, I always thought that the two of them had a love... I've never known that they had a, a Dom, real, Dom and Letty. Tom and Letty. Yeah, yeah, totally. But now watching this, I'm like, he's a fucking dick. Like, why is she protecting him? Why is she okay with this behavior? Over and over, he's well, such a wandering guy. Well, because they're just night. 24 years old. They're, I, they're figuring I, it out. I guess. No, it no, just no. Wasn't... Everybody's behaving insanely. Right, but I never saw in this movie, in their beginnings, I didn't see that he really loved her. I no. mean, obviously he was upset that she was, you know, almost killed in a car, but I didn't see why they were such a wonderful match. What's interesting is he they seem to, like, have figured each other out in a sense that he's, like, in front of her saying to the other guys, so are there any chicks here tonight or whatever, blah, 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 which sends her into a thing. And then she's like, why don't we go upstairs and you give me a massage? (laughs) And then that's what they do. I know. That seems to be their foreplay. I will say that is what is always interesting about these movies to me, that these movies are very homoerotic and then they're in certain heterosexual relationships are also homoerotic. Am I I, like, well, this is the end. I think that Brian and Mia, Brian and Mia was supposed to be the, like, the romance. The love, yes. That was supposed to be like, they so, have the love story, and I do I agree see. with you. And this is the end. I will say this is the beginning and the end of compelling sexuality inside of these movies. Yes. Okay. So there's no motorboating in any of this. You've so. seen, <laughs> you've seen your last motorboat. <laughs> Ludicrous. Yeah, okay. but there Ludicrous. is motorboating Ludicrous in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I think Hobbs does it to Shaw. You want me to bloody motorboat, you could oh, motorboat the motorboat, rock. Yeah. You could motorboat the rock. Let me say that. <laughs> and he would crush your fucking head. <laughs> oh, my lips are broken. I didn't even know that was possible. How dare you motorboat? <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I, I want to go to the audience and see what they uh, think about this movie because I'm sure there are questions out there. So if you have, a, uh, you have a good question, you have a thought, an observation, something maybe about Nas or anything at all that you can bring to the table. Maybe you're an extra. Maybe you're an actor in it. Uh, let us know. What I, I will say, like, 
Background, incredibly, in this movie, background, all the people that are making up the big crowds at Race Wars at the other race in Los Angeles, they're just normal people. It's just a bunch of random... They're real. I was real watching people. the behind the scenes. They're the yes. people who own the cars. And, oh, they put wow. out, and they put out notices where it's like, are you a cool... Do you have a cool fucking car? We're doing a movie about cool cars. This is your fucking shit. If you want your cool fucking car in our movie, show up at this place. By the way, and like hundreds of motherfuckers showed up with their cars cars and those are the people by the way i apologize if i already told this story on the podcast but that's what we did for piranha 3d where we said with piranhas though yeah piranhas (laughs) and do you have a cool piranha do you is your piranha all all, all torqued up they still listen to the radio and they come out no but though it was a great we would be driving around lake havasu and you'd hear like if you are missing a limb you should be an extra in this brand new movie, Piranha 3D. Uh, because what they wanted to do is save money on the final attack scene. So if people were missing a limb, they could easily make them an attack victim. If you're missing a limb. I will say hundreds of people, people showed up. I do I just not know say, how to react. The people I in this room know. are so uncomfortable at that story. And yet, you know. all chanted race wars. At the beginning of the show, you were so happy to say race wars, but now you're like, oh no, I can't laugh at the amputee joke Paul told. It's not a joke. It's Hypocrites. a true story of Shame how films you. are made. But like, if you are missing a limb and like hearing that on the, hearing an ad start with an excited, are you missing a limb? You'd be like, you fuck forgot. yeah, him. Volume yeah, up. Funny you should ask. All right, we got, uh, we have the maker of the Treto shirts here. Pete the S man. Uh, all right, what do, what do you got? So, um, uh, Pete, thank you. Yep. Thank you for doing this residency. Um, so, there are only two mentions of family in this movie. One where Trans says he was disrespected when the SWAT raided it, and, and the second is Brian's boss saying how Brian needs to choose. So, none of the people that we know as promoting family in the later movies have no mention. So you think that Dom co-opted family from Johnny Trent? Oh, this guy's freaking out, Paul. Because the whole living a quarter mile uh, at a time, at the end of that line, he says it's 10 seconds. Nothing matters. Not the mortgage, not the shop, not the team. So it's just interesting. Ooh, so they went can back I say, and they wrecked on family. You, the next line is, for those 10 seconds, I'm free. Yeah. Wow. Free from my family. Uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that actually. That really resonates with her. <laughs> <laughs> I Nothing. do think the cops speak to family. It's, is that what you yeah, said? Yes, the cops got. speak to family in a, in a very impactful way. But we do get... The first of many iconic picnic table time to say grace scenes. Oh yeah, I would argue they show don't tell the family stuff with Vin. Like they 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 are a family, whether he likes it or not. During that ten seconds, he's thinking about his family. I think that what they did was gravity was what they were going for, and they realized family was better because he's like Dom is gravity. He pulls everybody in. Everything gets pulled to him. Which is not as 
cool of a metaphor right. as family. You could tell that scene where he's walking around the car, like making fun of Brian. Like that was the greatest day of Vin Diesel's life. <laughs> like when there was like two hundred people paid to laugh at his jokes <laughs> and like really like pay attention to him and think he was like where the direction everyone got was like this is the coolest fucking yeah. guy you've ever seen yeah. in your entire life. Everything that, he says uh, yeah. explodes. Everything, and yeah. you could see that day he was like, I'm gonna make these movies for twenty four years. <laughs> Um, Okay, yes, your name and your question. My name's Kayla, and my question is, do you guys have any insight of what happened? Because the woman in the first race, she goes up to Ja Rule, puts oh, yeah. <laughs> puts her hand or his hand on her tits, and is like, exactly "Whether you win oh, or lose, I, can, I, I, I have absolutely like, call for this moment. Whether you win or lose, this is yours. But if you win, sh- you get her too. And then after the race, this white woman says the N word, and then is oh, like, she? "You lost, bitch." So I'm just confused because she just told him that. He didn't, it didn't win. Matter if he won or lo- lost. No, she says if you win this. Oh, oh, she I see what you're saying. If you if win or you lose, win, you this get is for me. you. But if you but win, if you win, you get her. Yeah. You're right. You're it right. Seems like, like she why? wasn't totally honest. Whoa. <laughs> That woman was a poor moral character. <laughs> and I will she was a racist, but willing to offer uh, Ja Rule a threesome in exchange for winning a street race. I will also say that that street race, I know that they're waiting for... That exact for... same thing happened to me outside of Largo before the show. If I... this podcast is funny, you can't be... <laughs> if you can get everybody to chant Race Wars, then you can have her, too. Here's, the, here's your objective. Race Wars, Race Wars, Race Wars. There, there are a couple things about that race, the street race. One, which is like, okay, I, I like the idea that they listen to the police scanner to find out when the police are busy. Good then news, they do the guys, race. There's a murder in Glendale. <laughs> I thought, I thought for sure they would have built. They would have. Um, why wouldn't you, if you want to have the race happen, why wouldn't you cause problems as far away as possible right. for the police uh, to just, go? No, they're just waiting, waiting for a murder. Just waiting. Yeah, hey, guys, if we're lucky, there'll be another murder tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> we then... drive our cars around in the wake of the murder. But what? But they're waiting like the way that you're supposed to wait, like a cell phone, like airport parking lot. Like, they're all just lined up in the street. Like, you would think of any cop would be like, oh, shit, why? There's like 500 cars here. Well, that's going to race, <laughs> no? Well, there's, this is a movie with no, like, um, uniformed police. It's right. only undercover and, like, detectives and feds. There's no cop cars. There's no, there's no like, street-level police presence whatsoever. We, which yeah, is, they can no longer afford it because of yes. this operation. Well, there's even on the highways, there's yeah. none of the stuff in any of the robberies. There's never police, which <laughs> is incredibly insane. All right. Um, <laughs> your name, your question. Uh, my name's John. Um, so when they're, they have their, like, flashy racing cars, but when they're doing the crimes, they have the all-black Hondas. But they've installed fluorescent green ground effects oh, yeah. on their stealth cars. Why? <laughs> right, and as a matter of fact, it's one of the defining things that they could use to... That they, 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 them, they call yeah. it out. Yeah, you're right. That's a suspicion. That's... The That's, answer yeah. is because it's fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've worked with Neil Moritz, the producer of the Fast and Furious films, who's in the movie for one second. He's in the, he, he's in the scene where they're like, how much does that Ferrari cost or some shit? There's so many parts of this movie where are like, That's a producer of the movie. That's a producer of the movie. Wow. That's a producer of the movie. Like, why else would that guy be in this fucking thing? But, the uh, pizza guy is Rob Cohen. 
Rob Cohn's a pizza guy, but I've worked with Neil Moritz. Uh, he, I mean, I met him. He produced the Green Hornet, and 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 honestly, see, he produced. I produced the Boys with him and Preacher, and I've done a lot of stuff with him over the years, so I know him pretty well. And when we were making the Green Hornet, there was an argument over a part of the movie, and it was like me and Michelle Gondry and him and Evan, my partner, all like arguing over something, and Neil like hit the table, and he goes, listen, there's logic and there's cool, and cool wins every time. I'm not going to disagree. Holy shit. I'm True. not going to disagree. That's also a t-shirt. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That could be, that's like a... I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> that's like... Wow, that's huge. That could be the tagline of any movie we've ever done. I love that though because it is true. It's like you like it, like it, all it needs to do is work in the moment. If you don't question it in the moment, that was cool. Oh yeah, it's cool. Oh, that's great. It was amazing. Um, that's so funny. Okay, uh, you're. Uh, hey, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Tim. Good. All right, so uh, Tim, what's your question? Uh, if you are an undercover cop in the LAPD and you need to triangulate the location of a cell phone, is the person you call who can confirm your identity as a police officer and provide the pertinent information customer service at Nextel? <laughs> yeah, you're right. He calls? They... I couldn't understand. So, so he's just calling his cell phone provider? He's like, yeah, hey, Nextel? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she's like, how can I help you? She does seem to get but it But by done. the way, And he's also, like, here's my police uh, badge number. And she's like, okay. <laughs> but like the I got big, that. It's on a post-it on my computer. Just can, Nextel, can Nextel do a trace on a cell phone number? But, but the other quickly? thing was, like, it seemed like that was a big part of it. Just give me his number. Like, that's like what you were trying I'm to find car, out? If I'm in a car and I push OnStar, can I be like, I need a location on Paul Shear's cell phone? <laughs> We got it. And they'll be like, are you a cop? And you'll be like, yep. They'll be like, all right. He's at Subway again? I'm bo- It's me, Bosh. I need a location. Must be a good tune today at Subway because he's back there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, your name and your question. Uh, my name is Crystal. Also, it's my husband and I, our first time out of the house on a date night since we had a baby 11 months ago. Oh, yes. Congratulations. Yes. What's the baby's oh name, gosh. and is it Dom? Uh, yeah, of course, uh, Dom Toretto. Uh, our last name is not Toretto, but we decided, no, his name is Brady. Uh, he should be asleep by now. But, and- but he'll be listening, hopefully, so he'll appreciate the shout-out. One day. So um, I read somewhere that Timothy Oliphant passed on the role of Dominic Toretto, yes. and uh, he was allegedly quoted as saying, I just thought, well, this will just be stupid. And I thought, no one is going to want to see this movie eight or nine t- different times. So my question is, as we reflect on Fast 1 and we approach Fast 10, if you could, how would you incorporate Timothy Oliphant into the franchise? Oh, oh a great question. Easy. Bring in Marshall Raylan Givens. Yeah. He would Bring, be a great bad. He would be like a great, like a great, like a bad guy for them is a good guy. Be. He would be. Yeah. He would be a great addition. I'm surprised he was Are considered... Are sure he's not in one of these? <laughs> I would be he shocked. Be. He would also be a good... Um, a good person in the Kurt Russell, Mr. Nobody. That's what I was going to yeah. say. You know, like in FBI that world that sometimes like that. comes into it. He would be good in that role. Well, by the way, we talked about casting there, and I wanted to come up and talk about this because Rob Cohen's original casting choices. Mario Lopez is Dom. Mark Paul Gossler as Brian. <laughs> what? Wait. 
and <laughs> Dustin Diamond as Jesse. No, wait, no. This is and the studio is passed joke. because they did. They thought the reteam of the Saved by the Bell audience would be confusing. You think? Aww. No. There's no way. That's what it. That's the research I got. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's a lot. Mark Wahlberg at then at one point, Christian Bale, Eminem. A lot of people uh, went through it. Um, Mia Toretto was originally written for Eliza Dusku, but she turned oh, it yeah. down. That's great. Would have yeah. been great. That would have been great. Uh, Vin Diesel wouldn't sign on immediately, and it took several script changes. So to go oh. back to Street Wars versus Race Wars, yeah. that might have been it. Um, Can we add more hints to the name of this racing competition? <laughs> And, and this is the other one, too, which was, at one point, the studio really wanted Colin Farrell to be dumb. Oh, yeah. That, that was, I'm, uh, I'm on board for that. I like that, I too. I like that, too, yeah. yeah. That was post uh, that movie. But there is, I like, <laughs> there is perhaps no greater, like, um, like true, like, synthesis of actor and role yeah. than Vin Diesel into Dom Toretto. Oh, yeah. Like star-making performance. He is, if you ask him, are you Dominic Toretto? Yes. Which I did. Yes. He would Paul say... Yeah. He like, answered. And I bet he didn't bat it. He, he did it. Yes, I am, I am <laughs> He answered, Toretto. and I yeah. felt embarrassed, and I didn't even stop myself to no. apologize because yeah. he just went with it. It's I, the same as I feel as though he would answer to, hey, Dom, the same way that I feel like uh, uh, Stallone would would respond to... Hey, Rock. Uh, hey, Rock. You yeah. know, to, to just... They, they feel completely synonymous well, with those I roles. Also, yes, I think that, that the actor and the role, they've completely... There is now no difference. Correct. You know. Because he's been doing it for 20-plus years. So crazy. Well, obviously, we have an opinion about this movie that it fucking rules, but we also want to hear some second opinions. So it is now time for second opinions. Well, this film I like did quite a bit. I don't know why you called it shit, because... Of my favorites, this is one. Guess that's my second opinion, yeah. Guess that's my second opinion. Give it up for Stephanie. There you go. Perfect. Give you one of these. Perfect. That's amazing. Great job. Great job. That was great. Way to go. These are uh, five-star reviews on Amazon. As you know, uh, people love this movie. 19,000 reviews. 84% are five-star. Only 2% are one-star. Um, boy, oh, boy. They're, they're all, here's the one thing. Sometimes when you read these reviews, you'll see something that pops up. These all caps. I've never seen <laughs> wildly all caps. Um, this one starts out They're from... furious. <laughs> Bossman writes, This is the first movie. Very gritty and intense. It's my opinion. This is the best movie. A lot of substance. The newer ones got more special effects, but lacks good story and substance. Rest in peace, John Walker. <laughs> Five stars. Rest in peace, Walker, Texas Ranger. 
John Walker. It's sad that guy also lost a guy named John Walker. Yeah, that's a weird. Um, Mr. Lynch writes this. David this, Lynch this reviewed David this Lynch, movie? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lynch writes, movie was great addition to franchise. It's the first one. Addition. <laughs> so, there we go. It is, it is a great addition. <laughs> Samantha Honestly, for Connor. Me, the way that I watched it, it was a nice addition. <laughs> Jude, Jude wrote that. It really was. They that all is, work. Any order is. you see them, and they work. That's the other thing about it. I would believe that coming from David Lynch. <laughs> Samantha. Great addition to franchise. <laughs> uh, Samantha Connor writes, "The actors, five stars." <laughs> Uh, and then we'll end on this one. Uh, the title is called Homoerotic Post-Structuralist Canon. And, uh, and it's, it says, pretty good. Would have been hotter if the dudes actually made out. Five stars. Agree. Agree. If they weren't cowards, they would let that happen. I mean, I feel like Momoa is simply in this movie for the chance of someone to make out with we him. Talked about, yeah. We talked about it in the breakdown of the trailer yeah. when we watched it for the Last Looks episode, and all we want is for them to kiss at the end. I want Momoa to kiss somebody. Um, uh, this movie has been translated into many different languages, and this is what we got. In Canada, it's called Fast and Dangerous. In Finland... That, that's not true. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Seth? Seth? Seth, why did, on, you guys, Seth. why did you guys do that? <laughs> that is Seth. not true. We See, that's why, why Canada's why? bullshit. Why you couldn't understand it. Because they think furious why? is dangerous, and they're but wrong. Dangerous is not dangerous. It is as rapide et dangerous. Oh, well, maybe in Montreal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. In, uh, in Finland, uh, the title translates to Crazy Heads. Um, I like that. In, in Greece, Jason, yes. uh, it's called the Street Fighters. Done. <laughs> Done. In, what, in what exactly is one, though? Uh, and I'd Hungary, like to know. Hungary, it's called At Deadly Pace. Lith Lithuania, it's fast. Let me guess what it's called in Germany. Race Wars! <laughs> This is our shit! <laughs> Finally! Finally, a movie gets us! <laughs> I mean, this movie is... <laughs> the, all the German reviews are misleading. Misleading. <laughs> Don't care for it. Came, came it was for the about cars. Came for the race was too many cars. cars. <laughs> there were some Volkswagens and Fords, which we like. Kyle Henry, but in general, misleading. Oh, my God. This movie is awesome. Paul Walker looked perfect, though. <laughs> it's really true. He is like a shining Aryan in this yes. movie. I was he looking like, at him and being like, I get it. He is, <laughs> he is Nietzsche's Ubermensch. I get why they hate us. <laughs> this is better. Yeah, he's an attractive guy. There it is, Brian Earl. 
Oh my gosh. Um, this movie's awesome. There's no doubt about that. We, we recommend it. I think we can, I can unanimously speak oh. for everybody and say, oh, yeah. yeah, come on. Um, where it goes is so wild. There was a moment where we were going to do a Fast and Furious movie a night here, but I thought it would be too much. Now, after watching this, I don't think it would be. No. They're kind of fun. This one's really, really good. Oh, it's uh, great. And at the, I feel like at the, you get a taste of the future of the franchise at the very end. When Dom flies off in his dad's car, rolls the car numerous times, lands upright, revealed to be not wearing a seatbelt, and is fine. He would have exploded inside of that car. But even that scene, he, he was fine. But he did seem kind of in pain, which I was shocked by because I had never seen this character yeah. reveal oh, yeah. anything well, as humiliating like it, as being Well, hurt. in later movies, he's like, I'm Wolverine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this was, it, That whole ending, all of, I, I just loved it. I just, I want to, I, I know we're wrapping up and I'm, I'm grasping at straws because genuinely, I want to keep talking about the I movie. And I that's really, what's funny. I, I don't know. have anything else to I say. I the no. same, Jason. I was like, I'm actually, I think I want to watch these movies. Please Obviously, do. I have apparently seen a bunch of them, but yeah. I have. Like a bunch, I, I do. I but you have, talk about like six of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You but for I, sure have a bunch you have not seen. I haven't seen, and now I want. Now that I know that, this did you is come the see beginning. it with us when we went to go see it in Rumble Seats, number four? We I don't found think the I saw only it in theater seats. in LA at that point that was doing D Box. It was called. We went to Man's Chinese Theater. We signed the poster of the D Box movie theater because we were the only four people there at midnight to watch Fast and Furious <laughs> Four. Which yeah, is no way the I was boringest there one. Yeah, you weren't there I for that I wasn't there one. at midnight. But now, but it just reignited. Well, I guess started, because there was never really a passion for this. <laughs> but I am now very curious and very interested in seeing the rest. In order. Yeah. And I think we're going to do it. I think, because I'm on board for doing that in the Should lead up, we, too. Because, you know, Jason, Paul obviously has unspooled. But maybe you and I break off. Wow. Wow. What if, we, now, hear me out. What if our new podcast, Fun Spooled, <laughs> launches You're one so quarter mile at I a mean. time? <laughs> what if our podcast is called One Quarter Mile at a Time? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, my God. All right, well. I like that they drove everywhere in a V formation. I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, my favorite line of the movie is he meets... He meets Hector, and Hector goes, hey, they call me Hector. Which, <laughs> that's like your name. It's like, but that's, my, that's but my, just a name. Hey, they, <laughs> they call, call me Hector, but my name is Bruce. <laughs> my name is Bruce. They're super racist, hence the race wars. They assume my name is Hector. Oh, yeah, it's it, not. Wait, my, name, my name's Gary Rabinowitz, but everybody here calls me Hector. I wish they wouldn't. But wait, doesn't he also say, uh, doesn't he say, like, my name is Hector, and my last name I can't pronounce. He That's what he that. says. Yeah. He does say that too. <laughs> Which I just imagine being that actor and walking up to the director, Rob Cohen, and being like, hey, I'm not sure how to play this line where I don't know as a grown man how to pronounce my last name. What do you think my character means by that? By the way... I know that actor. We worked together uh, on a TV He's series. He's an amputee. He showed up on the set of... I would, I would bet 
His real name is Hector. Uh, and I would right. bet money that that was completely improvised. Great. A hundred percent. Holy lovely shit. Lovely guy. A lovely guy. All right. Uh, well, thank you all for coming out here tonight. What a pleasure to go back, back to the beginning of this amazing franchise. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you to Seth, and thank you all for listening. We have a very special shirt. If you're in attendance at that show, you'll know what it means. We had to cut a majority of it out, but you'll get the drift of it. Um, if you go to tpublic.com, you will see a very special Fast and Furious shirt. It, it's on sale right now, and uh, I think it works even if you don't know what it references, uh, but it is on sale right now. Go to tpublic.com slash stores slash HDTGM. Um, okay. So that brings us to the end. Make sure that you call in with anything that we might have missed. It's 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. Uh, I'm talking about any corrections, any omissions, uh, or just thoughts about, you know, what Fast and Furious can be. And as always, we want to hear your best tagline for Fast and Furious. So submit that all in Discord at discord.gg HDTGM. And if you are coming to the May 26th Fast 10 show at Largo, we suggest coming in costume. That's right. Put on a costume. Come see us. We'll be in costume. You should be in costume too. That's May 26th, live at Largo. But this show, what you're listening to right here, couldn't be done without a couple of things. First of all, you listening, but more importantly, I'm talking about the amazing producerial work of Scott Sani, Molly Reynolds, and our movie-picking producer, Avril Halley, our engineer, Alex Gonzalez, and our publisher, July Diaz. People, they make the trains run and we love them. So we will see you next week for Last Looks. And until then, bye for now.